Hill Dog, man. Oh my God. I realized yesterday that like my top three favorite foods are things she makes now. That's a nice thing. Which remember, remember Plant Boy? Remember, do you remember the Plant Boy? Yeah, our, the Plant Boy. Yeah. So now I've realized that we call the salmon dish she makes the Salmon Boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'll be like, are you going to make the Salmon Boy? And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know <laughs> where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. I am Julio. Here with Francis. What's popping, dude? Look at you and your whole green outfit. Wearing all green. Hillary would say, oh, look at you. In the little green suit. Mm-hmm. Juju in the green suit. You look like you want people to superimpose things on you. I'm wearing green shorts. Uh, <laughs> I wore a different t-shirt here. It's hot. And what I'm wearing when I'm sitting doesn't matter because you guys can't see my little pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> little chow chow. You can kind of see them if I lift them up. Don't you? Dude, I'm in, a pi- give them that. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a pivotal moment in my life. I'm realizing. How's that? So you ever see the movie It's a Wonderful Life? Sure have, many, many times. So great movie. There's always this thing about George Bailey that he really wanted to see the world, but instead mm-hmm. he chose to be this guy in the town and he's all yeah. bitter about it. But he realizes at the end, like, this is great. He's it is indeed a wonderful yeah. life. I'm going to the Fiji Islands, yeah. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to T- Tortuga. Don't you know anything? <laughs> Now you listen to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stay in this godforsaken town. I'm never getting married. Oh, the old building alone. Marry, marry. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, dude. The so I'm realizing now that like there are certain I need to like decide now what I want my life to be like because I can choose to just make everybody else in my life happy and not make risky travel decisions. Or I can do what I want to do and make those risky travel decisions. But I could be wrong by making them, maybe. And I guess only time will tell. And it'll be... The odds of it going well are obviously much higher than it not. But of course, you don't want to, put, you don't want to necessarily put yourself at risk. But, do, but, but then I'll be an old man on my deathbed, hopefully. And I'll be like, you know, if I, I wish I had been braver. And I'm going to tell some young kid, go out there and do what you want to do. Don't listen to anybody. It's your life. And then that kid is also going to be a pussy and not do it. And it's going to continue on forever. (laughs) And more and more George Bailey's will be born into this world. Uh, And I just need to decide what I want to do. Yeah, but as George's father said, you know, in in our own way, we like to think that we are changing the world with the money that they were giving out to people to help build homes. That's true. But was that what George had wanted to do? He wanted to travel no, the he world didn't. change he the world? No, he did want to travel the world. Right. Yes, he did. He did. But he kept getting delayed. Right. For all sorts of Mr. reasons. Mr. Potter. Yeah, and his brother <laughs> came home and from the war and didn't want to, I don't know, all kinds of things. Uncle Billy. Yeah. That dog. He was supposed to go to college. He didn't go to college. All these things. It's not a fair comparison because I still travel quite a bit. I think awesome. my question for you is, uh, you know, you say, then I'll be an old man and regret that I was not uh, brave enough to have gone to these places. And it may be that the reason you are an old man is because you <laughs> didn't go to those places. I knew you were going to say that. That's why you're there. That's I why you're still around. I knew you were going to say that. And I think that... <clears throat> That's good, though. I think... Let me ask you this. Okay. Is there a small part of you that maybe wants something bad to happen or something explosive or something no. scary or dangerous? No. Because you know that that would be very compelling no, content? No, not at all. I don't want that to happen at all. I don't want to have any moments of, even where I'm not sure. I don't want to even have a moment where I'm sitting in a prison cell not knowing what's going to happen and then it end up being fine. I don't want that to happen. I don't want, any, I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't want to be near an explosion. I don't want to get kidnapped. I don't want to die. I don't want to make people at home upset because something bad happened. I just believe that a lot for a lot of these plans that I have, like they're much more solid than people give them credit for. And they're not giving me enough credit 
uh, in my planning process. But then that sounds as though you're trying to prove people wrong about your planning. I'm not. I want to just go. I want to go. Is it? And it's amazing. I, I've said this last episode. I tell everybody. I, I don't know if I said it on the episode, but I tell people that I want to go everywhere. And then when I actually do, all of a sudden it's a problem. You know? And it's fucking annoying, dude. I think when people <laughs> hear you say you want to go everywhere, they say, oh, that's cool. You love to travel. That's exotic. And then you say, I want to go to Af- wherever. No, yeah. when we say it, sorry. No, it's okay. You can say it. You, you, wanna, you say you want to go to a place like Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, that's not what I was thinking of. But how is Afghanistan? In, okay, and not saying that that's where I'm going, but like. You're following our wars. I'm not. I'm not, though. And I also don't want to be that guy. I'm not the war guy. I don't want to go to war. You're like, we pulled out? Fuck that. I'm going back in. (laughs) There's unfinished business there. Let's Um, see how quickly they've erected tourism. I just, I think that it is interesting to see, uh, to see things for what they are that no, to almost like uncover things that are interesting. Yeah. So you can do that anywhere. But it's much. It sometimes the story is much easier in a place um, that is sort of rebuilding, or mm-hmm. you know, um, and Here, just you know. Let me ask you this: Have, have you seen an idiot abroad with Carl Pilkington? The best, one of the best shows of all time. Yeah. So what made that show so novel is that Carl was just out of his comfort zone anywhere he went. It he didn't, didn't want to go. Didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it didn't matter where it was. But they chose for him what you could say were exotic locations mm-hmm. and against his totally normal common basic man foil it made these places look even more exotic and interesting totally great show you know i i i think for you there's a there's a fine line between like exotic and dangerous Mm-hmm. And sometimes I wonder if you might, in a way, conflate the two a bit. Okay, so I so I don't, and this is why. Okay, a true dangerous place where you need uh, you need to hire soldiers to take you around. That's the thing. I've been looking into a couple places, and they're like, <laughs> you need to hire soldiers. Where are those? You places? lose me at soldiers, dude. Where is that? Somalia is a place where if you want to go to proper Somalia, because there's Somaliland, which is autonomous and safe and not the same. But technically, you could say you've been to Somalia if you've been there. But okay, so if you want to go to Mogadishu, it is recommended that you travel with... with I, th- I actually think it's required by the law. And I think Niger, if you want to leave the city mm-hmm. of Niamey, you need soldiers. Uh, and it's expensive. And you know what? Like, that isn't that chill, dude. You know? No. Like, that's not that chill. It's so, cool. Maybe. I like, wouldn't mind having some soldiers around while I'm taking selfies. So more specifically, yeah, I saw a picture of some guy who went to Niger and he wanted to travel outside the city. He had six, so he had an, he he hired an army. This guy had his own army. Yeah, and it's expensive. And to me, if I need the army with me at all times, that's too dangerous for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. To me, that's too risky. Mm-hmm. And there's not, a, you know what I mean. So so I do, of course, have a threshold. I'm not interested in being in a conflict zone. I don't want to be part of a war. I don't want to go where I need soldiers because there's a civil war happening. Um, but when none of those things are, are the case and there's a reliable person on the ground, logistics guide, and they're like, it's safe, I trust that person. And in my mind, too, it's almost like condescending to just assume that because I'll tell people that and then they'll be like, oh, but and they say something that makes it sound like, of course, he would say that he's from there. And that I have a problem with. He knows better than you. He's from there. Not, oh, he's used to it. That's not a fair thing. You know what I mean? Fine. I have experienced, though, that people who live in certain places are very eager to dispel a negative narrative about their home. True, but if you, if I go on this, on this dang, quote dangerous trip, as perceived by friends and family, and uh, it goes wrong, that guy's business is over. If there are bad stories about people getting hurt on his tours, he no longer has business. And his business, where he makes a lot of money, especially these tour guides and these places with like good conversion rates where foreigners want to be taken care of, they you pay a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So this guy does well. By risking it, he risks his whole life livelihood. Yeah, but 
I also think that in those places, the currency of human life is far lower than here. I do. You, do you think that? Yeah, I think death is so common. I don't know, man. And has been for a long time that the people over there are willing to take risks because that's the only way. That's the only, like, it's so normal to be uh, in trouble, in danger, to be threatened, that you have to just carry on living your life knowing that, you know, at any point you might be robbed. So, okay. so is it the same way for us then knowing that we could just be shot anywhere? Like, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm not even, I'm not saying that as a, mm-hmm. oh, but what if you look at it this way? But an honest question, is it the same for us? Because like we live knowing that it's possible that we can get shot at any moment living here and our kids can when they're in school. And that's unusual. It's unusually dangerous here in that regard. Yeah. Are we just numb to it and we don't think about it and other people would be concerned or are people not concerned? I think I think it's a, a a different question. I think the question is: Are you placing yourself in areas and environments of heightened danger, mm-hmm. heightened risk? And a school, despite our our higher rate of violence in schools, the only way to not have that be a risk would be to send your kids to schools in another country which isn't feasible or somewhere where like are are there places where they're like we have uh, security or whatever i don't know i mean you're like i these schools are too dangerous so we're gonna send our kids to school in finland right but like do some but like are there private schools or whatever where like it's safer or something yeah I don't know. yeah that's probably true i, I don't know i don't and, know if any totally. of these school shootings I, I don't think many if any of these school shootings have happened at private schools that's a good question by yeah, the way yeah i'd be very interested to hear the facts from ryan and it, it brings that. up another important point which is that uh the sort of the bread and butter of that kind of act right is to get a lot of attention whether it's a bombing or a shooting or uh, these kind of things. But we live our lives not living in fear of that because despite how often it happens, the likelihood of it happening to us is still extraordinarily low, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I would argue that it's the same if you are traveling to a place that is known for having these perilous things. If you break down the numbers of the amount of people who've been this or that or shot or whatever, I bet that those numbers are also extremely low. Mm-hmm. But you, we hear about it when it happens because of how scary it is. It's a, such a scary way to die. Such a scary position to find yourself. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I admire your spirit and your spunk. <laughs> I admire it. I think you I have a, a noble quest. Your Your conceit for why you do these things is certainly admirable uh and it's it's not brash to me it's not misplaced um i i do think you have sort of done your due diligence a lot uh, you know everywhere you go but you know i think uh i just can't help but wonder sometimes if you are going to the list of bad worst places mm-hmm. and being like i gotta knock you know that's my starting point mm-hmm. yeah okay that's fair that's a fair way Which, to by the way by the way that's kind of a cool idea yeah. i hate to say it no, no it's no. really reckless not 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 saying no, you no, are but like okay. if someone was just like world's 10 countries where you're most likely to die as a tourist and you're like i'm gonna go to those and shoot content that's a fucking crazy idea. I also think you'd be hard to find statistics on that because I think I I believe that I've said this before, the biggest risk you put yourself in as a traveler, obviously going to a war is has to be number one. And an ongoing war at that, where if you need soldiers, that is number one. Yeah. Number two, without a doubt, is a place where there's a high crime rates. Mm-hmm. And I would rather go to a place that has a history of extremism or whatever than to a place where where i'm walking down the street i'm likely to get robbed that sucks that i'm more afraid to do that than to go to somewhere else 
You know what I mean? I'm more afraid to walk around Johannesburg and not know where I'm going than to walk around Iraq, say. Much more. Wow. I don't know if I'm wrong for that. Yeah, that's that's very interesting. But it's it just the likelihood of something going wrong in a place that has a lot of crime. And I pulled Johannesburg out of my ass. I don't know the specifics of that. I've heard that it's a very high. There's a lot of crime in South Africa. If you don't know where you are, if you don't know where you're doing, if you're if you have your you're not supposed to wear your jewelry. Like, mm -hmm. dude, that shit won't happen to you in in some of these other places that are supposed to be more scary. I don't mm -hmm. know. It's mm -hmm. it's an interesting it's an interesting discussion. But being robbed is far. If you encounter being robbed, that's less scary than encountering being abducted or something. But I think being abducted 100%. happens in those places too. Mexico, you know, places that we've sort of like they get better PR than others to visit. Yeah, you know, you know where you're not going to get robbed or abducted. Where Vale, <laughs> Beaver Creek, Honolulu, <laughs> the Big Island. St. Bart's. What's the Big Island? The Big Island in Hawaii. It was Honolulu. I think it's called Hawaii. Uh, Isn't Hawaii uh, uh, the Big Island? It might be. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to hear about that from fucking Facts with Ryan. FWR, baby. Yeah. F -W -R. Laundry list. All right. I'm sorry for my little rant. No, I no. didn't even intend to. It's go good. There. It's good to hear behind um, the curtain. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. It's hard to have to make a decision where, and you're in the midst potentially of one of these as well, where either way, there's no, the, the correct, correct, correct answer, it's not that cut and dry. Right. I, I don't know. Let I me mean, ask you this. Maybe, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. You're I, missing out. Either way you go, you, there's a risk that you're taking. Let me ask you this. If you went to uh, Afghanistan mm -hmm. or North Korea mm -hmm. and you were killed, well, you were killed in one of those places. Yeah. Would you still make Hillary keep the photo of you in her apartment? <sighs> for the next boyfriend i don't think so she'd be so mad at me dude and she would be right to be that's the th you know that's the thing that that's annoying is like it would be if everybody was more more supportive of some of my ideas it would be easier for me to do them because then if i just died it would be tragic but everybody felt good about it before i went <laughs> <laughs> therefore they just feel bad that i was dead as opposed to being mad at me for being dead you know yeah uh, and, yeah yeah you know north korea to me not <laughs> North Korea is not that risky. It's it's really controlled experience. Like you're allowed to only do specific things. You have to go with the tour group. But look at what happened to that kid. That guy was fucking around though. He was being an asshole. Like no offense, and I'm not trying to shit on the dead. Uh, but he was up. He was he was doing meddling things. Stole a flag as a souvenir. I would never do that. I would never go stealing yeah. stuff. But I just think you never know. You never know. Let's say that what happens is this, right? You're over there. You're doing their entirely curated tour. For here's our American tourist. Look at how good our country is. Here are yeah. all these happy people. You're doing that, right? And then somehow America put, levies some kind of like nuclear arms restrictions of the development of warheads in North Korea and, and, and right. lowers a piece of legislation and marshals, you know, warships off the Korean Sea. And and really decides in that moment, just totally coincidentally while you're there, that this is the time to finally teach North Korea a lesson. Right, right. What the fuck are you going to do? There's no embassy there. You can't get out of the country. But think, dude, think about how crazy that scenario is. Like, you swim what, out to one of those aircraft you know carriers? You know how bad, like how unlucky I'd be if that happened to me there. Like, I'm just saying, that's like saying, 
you know, what if you're walking down the street and like, it's way more likely that I'd forget to look left and a biker going the wrong way would bump into me and I'd have a concussion and maybe die. But this, that my answer to that is of all the countries, North Korea is the one where that is the most likely to happen. But they, when that happens, they always are like, Hey, we're going to bomb you. You should leave. They give you a couple days. (laughs) <laughs> they typically do they do, they do. Uh, maybe they do maybe they even used to do it with leaflets before technology yeah yeah <laughs> we're gonna right. bomb you drop it out of planes yeah they'd warn get out of here yeah they'd warn them yeah. civilians um listen all fair and, and i know that what i'm doing uh you know i'm gonna continue trying to be bold and trying to to do these things because in a way dude it's like my life's fucking work you know it sounds stupid but like this is what I want to do. Like if I were a foreign correspondent, no yeah. one would be saying shit because there's some fake authority saying that it's okay that I do it because I, it's for my, I have a boss. I'm not talking to you directly. No, no, no. We have, I, I like, I, I come to you and I ask you for advice. I'm not, this is not at Francis. This is general and generally speaking, I'm just saying like, it frustrates me that I know a lot of it is a POV thing. A lot of the time. Well, I would also say that I bet you, all of the people that love are the loved ones of those foreign correspondents try to dissuade them from doing their doing work. It? You think so? Yeah. I think people who, you know, the mothers and fathers of war photographers that are embedded with splinter cells and guerrilla groups and things like that are don't sleep at all have no idea if they're going to get the wrong phone call. Yeah. And it's hell. Yeah. It it exacts a very um, strenuous emotional toll on the people around them. Yeah, sure. And sure. It's we, worse than what I'm doing, too, by the way. And it's more dangerous. Way more. Totally. You're there all the time. You're high profile. You're a target. We, a admire, we admire these people. We definitely do. And we consider them totally necessary. And... I what you know? Do you seek that admiration? No. Come on, I would. What, but but I don't want to be a hero. I don't want. No, I don't think it's that. I think it's being recognized as somebody who took a major risk to present something truly misunderstood to a broader audience through the lens of comedy, which is again, as I've said, a, a wonderful conceit. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I yeah, I don't know that I want the credit for having survived something that's perceived to be dangerous. I. I I want to experience things that are possible to experience that are safe and and enriching and fun and it just I feel like I I get this understanding of things that I I feel like people don't always have because they haven't seen as much stuff you know some, sometimes that sounds like arrogant it's not like no. I just I feel like my priorities I feel much more calm and content and relaxed and it just feels like a really healthy exercise, you know. And I'm, yeah, it, I'm, I'm, is, I'm addicted to it. It is a truly anthropological exercise that you're doing. Um, absolutely, what it is. You yeah. are, you are, you know, shining a light on different cultures and, and in a way, bringing the world together. But, but okay, to a point that you had made earlier, um, you know, maybe. So let's say let's use Afghanistan as an example. Let's say, okay, pe- tourists are visiting Afghanistan, fine. It's, it's a new thing during Taliban because everyone's like, oh, can we even do that? Well, the Taliban's the government. And now people are starting to go. They're starting to go independently. Some of the people who are traveling independently are having some issues, but they're, most of them are fine. Uh, but they're, you know, people who are going with guides are doing it fairly easily, but it's still new, right? If I choose to do that in the 18 months instead of tomorrow, maybe that is a less risky thing for me to do. And therefore, why wouldn't I do that? Right? In theory, though the people, the guinea pigs will have been out of the way and it'll become even more tried and true than it already is. And assuming that things aren't worsening, then in theory, that trip still lands the same punch that it would have doing it tomorrow as it does doing it in 18 months. In which case, I should, of course, consider waiting for 18 months. Right? Is there a part of you that wants to be first? Of course. But... Is it worth it? I don't know. And Iraq was very tra- traveled by the time that I went. So to the audience, nobody knows that. The regular people don't know that. But uh, but I do. And 
would I have wanted to be the first person to start doing the Iraq trips? Like a lot of people had done the federal Iraq guided trips by the time that I did it. Mm-hmm. I don't think as many people have done the Afghanistan version of of no. the, the equivalent. And it's a little different in, in Afghanistan and it's definitely more uh, tumultuous mm-hmm. and a little bit more violent. It seems like, um, right. Even if I could go do that trip tomorrow and be completely fine, would it be worth it to wait 18 months for the sake of everybody else? Is that me compromising to have a normal life and not be forced to the fringes of my social life where now I have no friends except for these people that I meet for 10 days on a trip. That doesn't sound that fun. No, you know, so that I guess we can leave it at that. Sorry that no dude, I'm glad. I think it's, it's really interesting to hear you speak so passionately about this (laughs) and to offer your justifications and reasonings for why you do these things yeah and i think that ultimately you know anybody that you have this conversation with if you speak to them the way you just did it'd be very hard for them to just tell you no Uh, yeah which you know they can't do anyway you're your own person but 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 i I think they would realize why you're doing this and that it's not done lightly yeah and that it is truly a defining mission for you. And therefore, you know, you can't stop someone from being who they are and doing what they love. Yeah. But, but to the point of the watch conversation <laughs> where, you know, you get one watch and now you want a better watch. And then every, after that, you want an even better one. And then, you know, will that continue? Will this trend continue until I find myself imprisoned without a lifeline and needing ransom but my government doesn't want to pay it because they don't want to give an example that they pay ransoms terrorists and i never make it home or something you know i I don't want the i don't want to begin to tilt as they say in gambling Mm -hmm. you know um Mm -hmm. yeah it's uh i think of base jumpers right they go for a more extreme one every time type of thing yeah because you can become numb to it you put together so many successful jumps exactly that you just start to feel invincible. Exactly. And you don't check your safety harness as, mm-hmm. as well. Or you, I don't know, you kind of, even if you do, variables happen. Things rise right. up. You go so many jumps and everything goes smoothly and you think, oh, I have control over this. Right. And then all of a sudden you do it one day and a bald eagle flies through your you know canopy of your shoe. <laughs> And you fucking lines get all twisted and you're toast. Totally. And, and I think like the impulse, it's almost like dude in tennis. I know that they, there's this like book about tennis as life type of thing. I forget what it's called. The life game of tennis or something. Mm. Um, but you know, when you talk about a point in tennis, there's a similar, uh, comparison where if you hit a sick shot and the guy gets it back, you now have an impulse to hit a better shot on the next shot, Mm. which is an incorrect impulse. You can uh, continue to hit that same level of good shot that you can hit in the court. You might have to hit four more of them, but you will not beat yourself by doing that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, oh, he got that one back. I have to hit a better one. Your natural instincts do that for you. Mm-hmm. And in the same, in the same vein, travel with, with traveling and trying to outdo oneself. Oh, I met the Taliban. Oh, wow. Cool. I got to do something even crazier next time. Mm-hmm. Well, where the fuck does that end? Right. Right now I'm, now I'm, now I'm all of a sudden in a bunker and I can't even come back to America without getting the FBI coming over. You know what right. I mean? I don't intend to do that. Right. I don't want to do that. I've always said, I don't want to be an extreme traveler. I want to have a home. I want to live home. I like my friends. I like my girlfriend. I like my family. I don't want to be gone all the time. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I get it. I get it. All, all true and, and very, you know, noble thoughts. I, I seriously mean that. Yeah, I appreciate, appreciate Um I wish you well. I wish you the best. Thank you, Francis. Thank and you, buddy. I, you know, I hope that you know you can always tell us where you're going and not fear that we're going to put shackles against your ankles and prevent you from doing it. I know. I know. I, and any anytime I'm hesitant to be like, it's just because I haven't like fully figured it out yet. And there's no point in having a conversation right. if we don't need to, you know? Right. And also yeah. just kind of, I don't know. The, the the thing too is like unpopular opinion building up can be influential and i know it's bad to like not want to hear second thoughts sometimes mm-hmm. but other times it can it, it's good to listen to yourself another time yeah. it depends what kind of person you are. Mm-hmm. i can find myself to be pretty impressionable so if enough people tell me something i'll listen to it 
in the, when it comes to something like this, I could be talked out of a trip that I otherwise would have gone on and had a great time. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Dude, it's funny when I, I, my rule of threads t-shirt is kind of like a good barometer for any progress I've made fitness wise, because it really like accentuates positive growth. Yeah. You know? So like if I, if I'm feeling a little juicier in the buys or my chest is feeling nice and juiced up, or a big day in the gym the rule of threads is a good way to like check in with it honestly. i like that but but on the flip side it doesn't expose parts of you that you're not so happy about exactly like if, a, yeah totally. this is a really good job of of only helping you in the right direction it only bolsters doesn't yeah. cut you down yeah you know that's what rule of threads is is the is the kind of friend you need yeah <laughs> it's like uh i don't even know what what what, what kind of it's like a dog a dog you love. It's always happy to see you, no matter whether you're down totally. or up. Totally. Yeah. Treats you like you're the you're the best. Yeah. Uh Rule of Threads is really, really, really great. Clean, simple, premium menswear basics. Every style of t shirt. Amazing joggers. Um, they got some new products coming. We're excited for the hoodies. That's right. Um, and you know, the best some of the best men's apparel you can yeah. buy. Buy the dog of shirts. <laughs> Go to ruleofthreads.com, use promo code OOPS, you'll get 15%, 15 off. off. That's ruleofthreads.com, promo code OOPS, 15% off. All right, so at the end of the last episode, I had mentioned that Hillary and I have been having these rich bedtime conversations. Yeah, I want to hear more about that. Um, so we had a really good discussion yesterday, and I wanted to bring this up on the pod. Um, okay, so Hillary mentioned the tip of the iceberg the, the the thought tip of the iceberg and i said okay and then she began to describe the tip of the iceberg and she sort of described an actual iceberg where the tip of the iceberg is in fact you know a almost rectangular from above the surface where it's long and flat and then it kind of goes down until you can't see it anymore thus the tip of the iceberg whereas when i had thought of the concept of the tip of the iceberg i picture more of a diagram where it's a triangle and the tip is just the triangle barely coming out just for the sake of the discussion because the tip of a real iceberg doesn't look like a tip. From the naked eye, it looks gigantic. And I understand that the concept is still the same, that most of the iceberg is below the water, but the tip is this large, gigantic area you can see outside of the water. So when you envision the tip of the iceberg, do you envision what I was talking about, sort of the cartoon diagram version, or a real iceberg in nature? And what is normal? Well... I think icebergs have all different shapes. But but objectively, I when you say tip of the iceberg and you, you don't mean it in the metaphorical sense, I think of a pointy yes. Okay. Sort of like uh what is it? A three uh, a triangle what's the no, 3D I'm triangle? When you do yeah, but when you do mean it in the metaphor, when you do mean it in the metaphorical sense. Yeah. That's what we're talking about, right? And, well, what a, tip of the iceberg in the a metaphorical sense means right. what there's is, so much more to this topic. Correct. But but the model of what you're talking about, because you don't actually have to show an iceberg to do that. But like, if you were to be like the tip of the iceberg, do you envision an actual iceberg in nature and Wait what that looks like? Or the diagram that we're discussing of the just the teeny tiny pyramid, which is what I picture too, emerging from the water. And what is normal? I am a little confused. Okay. I'm not going to lie. And I, I, let me see if I can kind of puzzle this for you. So let's say that I said to you, let's say that you, let's say that you said to me, um, boy, uh, whew, you know, that guy we met, he's kind of a, a crazy guy. <laughs> And like I knew that he had a criminal record for, you know, seventy-five different crimes, uh -huh. and I said, "Oh, you've only seen the tip of the iceberg." Right, right, right. I'm saying like you don't even know the half of it. There's right. so much more than what you've witnessed tonight, where he was trying to steal quarters out of that vending machine. <laughs> right. Um. I watched him burn six orphanages down. Whatever. I, I don't know, you know? So, boy, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Uh -huh. You're telling me that I say that to you? Instantly, your mind conjures an image of an actual iceberg? <laughs> okay, so no. 
But and it's like on a graph of paper. No, no, no. But but somewhere dormant in my brain and my consciousness is the pyramid shaped iceberg diagram that <laughs> why do you pers- say why do you say diagram where's this diagram coming from because, because why not an actual iceberg in the water that the titanic is barreling towards that is pointing out of the water as a pointy pyramid because that isn't what icebergs look like i don't think in real life so that's why i'm saying diagram because it's just sort of like the easy way to picture the metaphor the tip of the iceberg it's mm-hmm. barely it's mm-hmm. just barely mm-hmm. you know you can get some, you can get some. That's, that's yeah, that's pretty good diagram. Actually, yeah, rendering right. That's that, a good rendering. You can but get yeah, you can get some icebergs that are somewhat pointy, but they're fucking huge. Is my point. Under the water, it's not a tip. It's not a traditional tip. Tip, but an iceberg above the water may have a point. Fine, but it um, may come to a point. That, that's fine, but like. Look at those. Those are those those are are all part of those are all part of one iceberg. No, that might be an archipelago of icebergs. They may, but it might also maybe part of the same one. What do we think? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Point is, the point of the iceberg. The the point is that that an iceberg can have a point. It can have a point, but chances are the surface area of the iceberg might be gigantic. It might be flat. It probably is gigantic. It's not a tiny, it's not the tip that I envision when, for the sake of the comparison, where it's like the tip of the iceberg, when I think of that, I just think of this tiny tip or a tip. <laughs> and I may, I don't know. I don't know if I'm wrong about that. Or maybe no one else thinks about I this. wouldn't even imagine that Ryan could figure out the answer to this. <laughs> the question but there is, is no answer. So... There is no answer, really. It's ridiculous we'd have to do a survey (laughs) this is i'm i am this is one where i'm like i can't believe we've talked about this this long (laughs) because i don't understand where we are i'm still (sighs) but you pick but you you uh, you said what i'm saying yeah i agree more with you than i do with hillary who when you're like boy it's only you've only scratched the surface you've only got the tip that's only the tip of the iceberg she's picturing some bulbous like quadrilateral shaped top mesa plateaued fucking flat iceberg she described have a picnic on exactly without falling off picnics there'd be people picnicking that you couldn't even see on the other end (sighs) that is what she had that's what she's that's what she's imagining which i thought was sophisticated like the top of a big piece of cauliflower made of ice yeah sure could be yeah more that than than just an a little, asparagus pointing the out of the tip water. of the pure great pyramid that we discussed yeah. in the last episode pointing out and meeting i would bet you that more people think of it our way than her way that's yeah, unusual i think so too okay good julio i'm at the point now where i have lowered the amount of oat milk that i am adding to my iced oat milk latte every morning because i love the taste of our delicious oops beans really? from brooklyn roasting so much wow that I do not want anything adulterating. I do not want an adulterant <laughs> in my delicious coffee. I don't want anything to get in the way of how yeah. good the coffee tastes. Totally get it. Um, and that is just the marks of a sophisticated palate. I think so. I like no. to think so. Very good. Uh, I want it really dark and coffee-y. Mm. I really like it. Can I ask you a question about sophisticated palate stuff? Sure. Hillary says... That it's I say I say I have a sophisticated palate, and she finds that annoying. And she says that because I like things like candy, it is not true. And my argument is that that is separate from my sophisticated palate. Dumb. I don't try to act as if that's a good a good food. Yeah, it's separate. I I agree with you. I don't think that just because. Well, let's say that you consider yourself a a, a fil- an avid film lover, and you watch classic black and white foreign films but occasionally you'll turn on exactly the real housewives of you know bumblefuck you. missouri yes doesn't make you that that doesn't dis- discredit you against as your a film, film as a film love. buff thank yeah. you good, good i'm glad we put that one to rest speaking of the real housewives of bumblefuck nothing goes better with an episode than a delicious <laughs> glass of brooklyn roastings oops beans try it over ice 
Uh, <laughs> try it with some oat milk, whatever you like. It is our signature coffee from one of the world's most renowned coffee roasters. We love them. It's so good. We love our coffee. You should try it too. Go to brooklynroasting.com. Use promo code OOPSBEANS for 5% off. Trust us. Get the coffee. OOPSBEANS is your promo code. The website, brooklynroasting.com. Right. Second topic. <laughs> uh okay so she, hillary says that i will i'll ask a question for example like a would you rather or do you think and then if she answers i will i always have follow-up questions which annoys her <laughs> but it's like okay i i'm really interested about this so i'm not satisfied with your answer mm-hmm. and because of that i now will add some more things that you may not have thought about and then do you have the same answer still but like it'll even be I'll be like how much money would you do would I have to pay you to eat this right now? And it'll just be like some food we don't want. Yeah. And she won't say. She won't give me a number. So I'll be like would you do it for a thousand? And she'll be like yeah. And then I'll be like all right, would you do it for 500? I'll like go I want to see where her threshold really is. <laughs> and then she goes why does it matter? I'm like I don't know, it's fun. Okay, but this is when I asked her last night and it was a similar kind of thing. Okay. So I asked which like how what percentage of our friends have the capacity on a trip even to like a very well traveled destination. Okay. Here's the example. We went to buy pillows when we were in Lisbon <laughs> because we needed extra pillows. Mm-hmm. Oh, we were staying with her sister. Uh, two people sharing the bed, need more pillows. So to buy pillows, we left the city to go to the mall, bought pillows and then Ubered back. So I asked her, I'm like, what, what capacity of our friends would consider that too difficult to do to physically leave the well traveled area to go to like a local mall, how what what percentage of our friends would have the capacity to do that? It was my question initially. She then said, "Okay, what do you go ahead? What do you have to say?" I think it all depends on your friends, but I think in general, for anyone asking the question, probably like probably like sixty five percent. Okay, that's fair. This is I would have loved this kind of engagement. So what she said was, well, <laughs> that's just what we do. Yeah. <laughs> we talk nonsense. We come up with statistics that are just pure conjecture. No, and, and I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression about that. Hill and I have a really funny back and forth about this kind of stuff. That's almost more like flirting than it is bickering. We're not bickering at all. I'm being <laughs> annoying. She's annoyed and it's funny and we hug. It's amazing that you do that. <laughs> I've told you that Sierra, I try to do this with Sierra and she, she hates it. She ha- breaks out in hives. <laughs> she cannot have these arguments. She doesn't like snipping and sparring. She doesn't like right. sparring with me at all. And I love sparring. And we're not, I, 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 I agree. It can be fun. Two fencers. This <laughs> isn't that though. This isn't pew, and mm-hmm. the thing lights up. Um, okay. So what her response was, instead of saying what you just said, she goes, well, this doesn't apply to most of our friends because most of our friends would be staying in a hotel. So there'd be no scenario where they would need to buy furniture. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, is a pillow furniture? That's a good question. I think it might be. I I think it's more of a furnishing. Ooh. Wow. It's a furnishing. To me, it's technically a furniture, but in practice, it's like Yeah, it's a sure, not a... No, it's a shing, not a a chur. Not a chur. Chur. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like you shouldn't be able to carry furniture in your backpack. You know, like if yeah, you can fit. But now I'm thinking of what is a piece of furniture that you could carry in your backpack? I don't know, like a dra- a drawer. No, you nobody would have a drawer in their backpack. A travel- That's a big backpack. That's what I'm saying. So like, and a drawer is furniture. You could maybe fit a small drawer. I got one for you. A little folding chair for your child's soccer game. You think you can fit that in a backpack? Camping- one of those camping ones that's like a stick. You'd have it's to connect it bench, to the backpack. A little bench seat. You can you can pack one of those? Oh, you could probably throw that in a backpack. Okay. Would that even count as furniture, though, since it's not intended for inside the home? I think it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think any camping furniture. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say yeah. Okay. Um, I'm fine with that. So anyway, I thought, that, I thought it was funny that that had been her response. Yeah, so, so she'll, she'll not give you what she wants it she will not abide by the hypothetical rule um which is that i recognize that this is unrealistic 
but or, give me an answer. So exactly. So so I then followed up, knowing that I might have to. And I, what I said was, okay, fine, that's a good point. But say they were in our situation, what percentage of the friends would be able to do it? And she says, I don't know. So then I go, okay, and I start to give examples of who, and I'm like, well, Jen Miller could probably do, would probably be open to it. And then that was the first example. And then I said another one, and she goes, okay, this is getting too intense. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see though? I agree. Over. We are annoying. <laughs> We're just annoying. We are. We are annoying to our annoying. significant others. We're annoying. Because I do these kinds of things. <laughs> I'm bored. And I come up with this kind of shit. And all what, let me ask you this. What is Hillary doing while you're doing this? Slaying in with her eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> or barely open. She's like almost done. For the night. Oh my God. So that's your pillow talk. Yeah. Yeah. Our remote control is broken for our TV in the bedroom for some reason. It's not the batteries and it's driving me fucking crazy. Um, but uh, now, since we're not watching anything in bed, we're talking and it's, it's actually quite nice. Oh. I know. Silver lining. It's amazing. Sometimes, uh, sometimes we'll, Sierra, Sierra will have had a long day, lots of calls, and, you know, I'll cook us dinner or whatever. And if I've if, if one of us has cooked a really nice dinner that we've worked really hard on, we like to have it at the dining table, mm -hmm. not in front of TV, so that we can. But how do you eat in front of the TV? Do you have like little little TV dude, tables? The way we do it is nuts. It is nuts. We have that coffee <laughs> table, which is I don't know a foot off the ground. Yeah, it's low, insanely low. We sit on the floor. And put placemats on that coffee table and then eat. Do you sit like uh, folded legs? So Sierra is able to sit with her legs folded beneath the coffee table. Wow. My hips do not have that flexibility. Your hips so do I have not to lie. I have to sit to the side yeah. of the coffee table with my legs full out and then eat side saddle. Same, same. same. Off the table. I would have to do that. And what I was going to say was that if we've eaten, made a really nice meal, we'll, we'll sit at the dining room table and talk and light some candles and it's nice. But there are a lot of occasions where I'll say, do you want to, uh, do you want to sit uh, in front of TV or want to eat this at the table? And she'll say, I don't want to talk. I've, <laughs> I've been talking I'm talked like, out. Yeah, I'm yeah. toast. My brain is fried. I'm frazzled. I just want to stop thinking and I want to hear the noise from something else. Yeah. And I say, great. And it's really nice to be able to say that to each other with no fear that you're hurting someone's feelings, mm -hmm. you know, uh, as though, oh, you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> oh, but I cooked us a chicken piccata. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Okay, dude. Really been enjoying smoking some of that Dadgrass CBD. Oh, me too, man. It has been definitely helping me try to maintain a little bit of equilibrium as I navigate these uh, difficult moments. Totally, man. Dadgrass. They have mom grass. Different formulas. Mm -hmm. uh, they even have the CBD tincture, which I love. Mm -hmm. uh, and I will say, noticeably and tangibly, makes me so much more relaxed after a couple of drops under the tongue-a-roo. Spot on. Spot um, on. You love it. But dude, mm -hmm. they offer a variety of products, like I said, uh, from their tokable, from their token smokable pre-roll joints, as well as hemp flower and a variety of CBD tincture drops. Um, enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. Preaching to the choir, baby. Uh, all Dagrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over, and it ships right to your doorstep anywhere in the U.S. Go to dagrass.com slash oops to check out their products. Right now, Dagrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dagrass.com slash oops. Go to dagrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. Francis, that's dagrass.com slash oops. Francis. Dude, Hill Dog, man. Oh, my God. I realized yesterday that, like, my top three favorite foods are things she makes now. Really? Yeah. That's a nice thing. Which, remember, remember Plant Boy? Remember, do you remember the Plant Boy? Yeah, our, the Plant Boy. Plant? Yeah, yeah. So now I've realized that we call the salmon dish she makes the salmon boy. So, <laughs> so I'll be like, are you going to make the salmon boy? And she'll be like, yeah, yeah, I will. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just throw boy on the yeah, end of everything. Yeah, there's a lot of boyage. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Add a little boy on there. The salmon boy any, is quite good. Do you have good. any girls? Uh, yeah, probably. I did not. They're not coming to mind at the moment, but yeah, I'm sure. But the plant boy, the salmon boy, those are the two prominent ones right now in the household. She also makes this like soba noodle vegetable thing. Oh my mm, god, dude, it's mm -hmm, fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, yeah, she's been crushing. She's been crushing it. Pe interesting. Peed in the pot, as they say. What they say if you've peed in the pot, you've prepared a good meal. What the hell is that? <laughs> Sounds like a prisoner. <laughs> fucking term you pee in the pot of course i peed in the pot where else am i gonna go got four feet to walk in either direction um do you have do you think you have a good sense of whether or not other people can overhear you talking like if you're talking about something <laughs> sensitive you you've got some good questions today that's a good one thank you and i apologize i'm very drowsy I'm not sleeping at all because I'm super stressed. So I'm glad that you are quarterbacking this episode for us. <laughs> um, do I have a good sense of whether or not people can overhear me talking? It's funny because so often throughout my life, I have been shushed. Mm. Shh, they're not around the corner yet. You know, I start saying something bef before people have been gone long enough. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that was that 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 girl sucked. She, what are you doing? She's, uh, she, uh, I'm like, dude, who do you think she is? A bat? <laughs> she can't fucking hear us, you know. But I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. But I also, I also rely on people's ignorance to their own fault. Because you're like, you assume they don't know you're talking about. Them. I assume that those people leave that conversation and think that went well. In <laughs> no way do I need to hang back and eavesdrop to check if they are giving me bad marks. <laughs> right, right, right. Right? I, right. I, I, I rely on naivete. Mm -hmm. And you know something? <laughs> Once you start thinking that way, you become suspicious yourself. But... That's why when I leave a conversation, I walk as fast as humanly possible. <laughs> I get out of there. If I can turn a corner, I start jogging <laughs> because I don't want to hear what you they have to say. Oh, interesting. I want to live in my ignorance is bliss bubble. Interesting. My little snow globe interesting. of not knowing. Interesting. It truly is. And I, I instill ignorance upon my life. I put my earmuffs on. I pull that wool cap low over my eyes <laughs> and I just get back to my pea soup fog of amnesia <laughs> and and nonsense thoughts. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. I When I was in Iraq, Aya and Ahmed, who were the two guides or whatever, um, were, were sitting in the car and Sajad, the other guy, was taking us around to look at this area. Now, they had their mic on in the car and realized after that that had been the case. So they kept being like, could you hear us? They asked me, could you hear what we were saying? And I'm like, oh no, but like we'll be able to hear it later. And they're like, oh, we were just talking about like, and they, try they like purposely said very mundane things. And then they mentioned it a couple more times, which made me Ooh. think that maybe they were like talking about us or something. But to your point, I would never try to translate what the fuck they were talking about, mm -hmm. ever. And I'm sure it probably wasn't even that bad. Or maybe they're like commenting about who knows what they were saying, but I have no interest in ever hearing. And were they talking in Arabic? Yeah. And you had a translator? No, but... Did you, did you hire an Arabic I actually, translator? I actually hired, for just for the sake of subtitles. Right. I got another comedian to do it, Natalie Akar. You know her? I don't know her. She's Lebanese. Um, she. Cool. I basically only used the piece... I only had her do it for the pieces where I needed translating. So for that, of course, I didn't. Right. You know, but to I have the footage still. One day, if I decided I really oh, man. wanted to know what they were saying, who knows what the fuck they were saying? I would. Oh, sorry, I would burn that tape. <laughs> I would pour vinegar all over it. <laughs> Why would you ever want that around? Because I'm not. I'm not even tempted, dude. Like not we, yet. So listen, what? If, One what, day you're not feeling good about yourself, and you think, well, I've heard someone talking shit about me today. How? far back does it go 
oh, let's check that Iraq tape from 14 years ago. But what if they were like saying, oh man, like, I don't know, commenting on our demeanors based on what they expected from our WhatsApp conversations when we met or my physical appearance or something. I'd be like, oh, you know, he's like, you know, he's got a big ass or something. Like, whatever. All that stuff's fine. Like, I wasn't supposed to hear it. I won't be that offended. I think most scenarios, it's not anything that I would be that upset by. And if it is, it wasn't meant for me to hear it. So then that makes you think you should hear it to make yourself feel safe. Because it's not, it, the worry is worse than the reality. I'm not worried, is my point. But it's, it was just the idea of knowing that you can hear what people are saying made me think of that. I'm not that worried about what they were saying. This is almost a turning into some sort of like sci-fi police state <laughs> dystopia right. idea. I know, I know. And, um, and, 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 you know, surveillance and all that. But Hillary always thinks, Hillary says they can hear you. I'll be like, like that guy. She'll be like, he can hear you. And I have yeah. no idea if it's true. Or not. I agree with that. That's the same for me. Yeah. I don't I think know. That, I, no I think that polite, kind people are much more sensitive to the, the threat of people hearing you say things okay. about that them. That might be it. Yeah. But also, like, Hillary talks really low. She's a low, like, we'll be, we'll be talking. Right. She'll be, she'll be like, yeah, I guess. She'll be, she'll be, looking the other direction with her mouth in the pillow trying to tell me something drives me nuts and i i will drives me i nuts. will go what and i'll say what again and then i'll either give up or i will put my ear in her face to show her and they don't she's not talking they never it. learn and you know why because they didn't act in plays <laughs> i'll tell you something they didn't learn to project <laughs> Being on stage in high school where we learned the most basic rule of theater acting, which is you can't say a line to the back of the stage. You need to turn out to the audience. Acoustically, we are not amplified. You need to say it out to the people out there, right? right? right. Can't just turn your back to them and start having a conversation with another character. And... <laughs> That has stuck with me. And the place where it is so commonly not adhered to is when two people are walking at slightly different paces down the sidewalk and the person in the lead says something to the person behind them <laughs> without, without turning their head. <laughs> They're just speaking to the world in front of them. And I'm behind you and it's windy. There are cars driving by. I got nothing. <laughs> And I respect you enough to want to know what you said. But if I say, could you repeat that? And you don't fucking turn your head. I give up on you. Yeah, dude. I have to. It's fair. Sierra now does this thing <laughs> where, you know, God bless us that we have an apartment that has two floors. <laughs> but she will yell something up to me from a floor below. And I just don't even respond. <laughs> because i know i, I can't I, I do it too i know i can't hear her and me yelling back i can't hear you is more likely to result in her not coming to the stairs or a more accessible volume right. point and then reiterating it but for her to slightly raise her volume from her original post and i know i won't hear that again yeah 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 and <laughs> My, my, the fact that this has not, this lesson has not been learned acoustically means that I'm better off playing dead until <laughs> she comes up to see, to look for my corpse and then sees me from four feet away and can then deliver her message at room temperature. <laughs> I do this too. And it's so funny you say it. Like, I hate it's so it. annoying. But it's funny. So Hill Dog will say something. And if I can't hear her, I say what? And then she says it again. And if I can't hear it that time, I pretend to have heard it. And I go, oh. And she, <laughs> yeah. though I didn't know she picked up on it, but we were talking with friends the other day. She goes, yeah, like sometimes after the second time I say something, if he can't hear me still, if I say it a third time and he still can't hear me, he pretends to hear it. And he goes, oh. She like did a perfect yeah. impression of it. Dude, me. I do that too. And, and, and <laughs> you know, you do that in social settings too. Yeah. Because you start to feel rude. For saying what multiple times. And, sorry, go ahead. And you reach that point where you're like, it's better off for us. My chances are higher <laughs> that what this person said isn't important, nor a question. 
and me just nodding and agreeing right. will make them feel better about themselves. And I want to give them that. Yeah, fair, fine. I do I totally agree. And there's a, a related thing to that is if somebody asks you if you've ever seen something, have you seen it? And it's easier to just say yes. But right. then they have follow-up questions. Right. And then you have to be like, well, I like saw it a long time ago. <laughs> 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 have you seen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember the part where, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dad. What did you yes, think I remember. of? What did you do think you, of that? Do you remember? Well, what color were the arrows then? Oh, all right, fine. You got me. Dude. Oh, they're, a, is, they're the, a fact checker. Sometimes it gets to the point where they start to suspect that you might be lying. And I'm like, why would you put me in this yeah, position? That's entrapment. This is really. <laughs> it's entrapment. You ever been entrapped? I don't like like I've been entrapped in by capacity. a friend of mine. How? Was they like one time, walked you into it? One time a friend of mine, we were playing, we were partying at my buddy's place in high school. And his parents were there. But they were well upstairs. Oh, wait, they yes, knew we were you told there. The story. I've told this story. Uh huh. Where you lied about I asked him yeah. I thought I said we're gonna play beer pong. Uh -huh. My friend said, Did you check with the parents? And you said I yeah. said no. Or I said yes. Yeah. And then he went up and checked whether I had checked, came back down. And asked me again. Yeah, yeah. Which it was like, yeah, out. did you ask them? I was like, mm-hmm. He was like, and they were okay with it. You know, and like... Was, you started was to realize. forcing me. Uh, but by that point, I was pot committed. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, dude, uh, we're good. It's just beer pong. He's like, what'd they say exactly? <laughs> they were like, go ahead, play beer pong. Just oh. wipe it down. Oh, they did, They're huh? like, huh, huh, that's funny. Oh, wow. Because I just asked them and they didn't say that. <laughs> And then I didn't speak to that guy for like three years. I know, I know, dude. I've told this story. No, it's okay, but it's 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 a perfect example. Um, That's and so, so devious. Annoying. That is a, a person who's a watched dick. every episode of CSI. Yeah, no need to. And thinks that they are the fucking in interrogator. You know, fuck that shit, dude. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, what do we say? We get some some facts with Ryan. Facts with here. Ryan. Facts with Ryan. Is he lying? Facts with Ryan. <laughs> are we lying? Is are he we lying? lying? Mm. Who's lying? Who's lying? Who's lying? Is Bush it Garden anyway? guy? The lion? <laughs> uh, okay. So first thing, what I found on school shootings, 94% uh, of them are in public schools. 6% are in private. Good oh, to know. Sending my kid to private school. Uh, the book you're referring to, I believe, is The Inner Game of Tennis. Yes. Um, furniture. So here's the definition of furniture. We might have to make a decision together on what a pillow is, because that's not a Google search. We have to search. make a ruling. Uh. Furniture definition refers to a move movable objects intended to support various human activities, such as seating, eating, storing items, eating and or working with an item, and sleeping. Mm. Okay? Um, uh, but that's obvious. A bed is obviously furniture. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so continue. There's more to it. I did also see that pillows on couches are considered furniture, but <laughs> pillows on beds are under the umbrella of bedding. Wow. Bedding. So wow. It's, a, it's a garnish. Wow. It's a garnish. It's a garnish. <laughs> it's the accoutrement of the bed. That's it's so a trapping. <laughs> it's a trapping. That is crazy. That's it's a frill. It's a lace frill. That is complicated. Yeah. I, I saw... It. For traveling furniture? Wait, let me pause you. Yeah. <laughs> because that means that all you're really supposed to sleep on is the bed. Everything else is gravy. Interesting. Everything else is gravy. Interesting. And that makes sense to me. So you can yeah. sleep on just a bed. you could. Yeah. A pillow is just a sleep aid. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's just a rich person's sleep improvement yeah. <laughs> the only traveling piece of furniture i could find was this backpack couch it's pretty big <laughs> i haven't seen any pictures of someone wearing it but look at that thing <laughs> how many people does that see that's excellent ryan that's a lot well done um <laughs> well done ryan wait real quick look at this picture that's not a that's not a backpack look at, couch. This, look at this guy go yeah dude that's <laughs> a fucking autobot <laughs> What's that guy doing? That's a transformer. He's break dancing on that thing. What's he doing? That's a Decepticon. It's a sturdy. It's sturdy. Um, and then sturdy. what else? Oh, okay. This is perfect to end on. Pee in a pot. Oh yeah. Um, the only I couldn't find your definition of it. The only definition <laughs> I could find for peeing in a pot is the act of urinating in a woman's vagina while having sex. 
So, oh my god! Oh my god! What? Okay, Julio. So I thought it was a saying. <laughs> You're telling me you pee in your girlfriend every time she cooks you a salmon, boy? <laughs> Get ready for the salmon, boy. <laughs> I just I was under the I had been told it's an old saying I guess maybe not. Oh man, she's gonna be happy because I, she sa- says to stop saying that, and now <laughs> I'm probably going to. Um, wow, that's it's the podcast, guys. Yeah, another great app. Um, I'm gonna I have a New York show in September. It's gonna be in the middle of September. Date will be locked in soon. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, hopefully it will be up. So go to my website, notjulio.com. Uh, you can buy tickets. Cool. I'm going to be in uh, Greenville and Charlotte. Charlotte, September 29th. Greenville, North Carolina, September 30th and October 1st. Uh, I hope to see you guys there. Tickets at FrancisEllis.com. Thank you, guys.